And because they engage in protectionism against us, we must engage in... Oh! Oh, sorry, guys. Just got a sneak peek of the 2020 Republican platform. Uh, you guys won't get to see it until the convention, but I have connections. I don't, actually. I... Eh. I don't know if that bit landed. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the March 27th, 2020 edition of Peaceful Globalist Review. I am your host, the Peaceful Globalist, Ephraim Josine. <laughs> um, the first thing I'd like to say is this program is officially available on yet another platform. Because we're just growing, guys. You know, soon, you're going to be a peaceful globalist. Your dad's going to be a peaceful globalist. Your mom's going to be a peaceful globalist. Your grandma's going to be a peaceful globalist. Your neighbor's going to be a peaceful globalist. Soon, we're all going to be peaceful globalists. So I would like to thank... Um, Overcast, I believe that's the new one, for officially adding Peaceful Globalist Reviews to their library. I'd like to thank the amazing folks at Anchor for allowing it to happen. And I'd like to thank you, the person listening to this podcast, for helping Peaceful Globalist Review get wherever it is now. Maybe you're the only one listening to this episode Maybe you're one of a thousand people. Maybe you're one of a million people. I don't know. I don't know where this podcast is going to be in a year's time. Maybe it'll be the biggest thing ever. Maybe it'll be the, the smallest thing ever. Maybe we'll have a scandal and it'll fall off the face of the earth. Who knows? But the point is, I want to thank all of my audience members for helping get us on all these platforms. And maybe you're listening to it on one of these platforms. In which case, again, thank you. Anyway, Representative Thomas Macy, that is the, or Massey actually, that is the new man everybody loves to hate. Why do they love to hate Massey? Because the president told them to. These Democrats already hate him because he's a Republican. But if you guys don't know, he is probably the most consistent libertarian in the Republican Party. He votes with Trump less than 70% of the time. He's been an outspoken deficit hawk. He even once said, I think it was on John Stossel's like five-minute videos he does for Reason, that the first thing he sees when he gets into his office is the national debt. And so he is that kind of what the Tea Party promised they were instead of what they actually turned out to be, which was just a bunch of people who thought earthquakes were caused by gay marriage. Same thing with Justin Amos. And currently, people just hate those kind of principled characters. That's why they hated Amash. That's why they're hating Massey right now. And the president tweeted out this on the topic of Massey. Looks like a third-rate grandstander named at Representative Thomas Massey, a congressman from, unfortunately, a truly great state, Kentucky, wants to vote against, our new, against the new Save Our Workers bill in Congress. Gonna actually tell us what's in the bill, Mr. President, that he wants to vote against. He doesn't like it because it's going to cause a massive fiscal issue with our country going forward. Now, if you want to argue that fiscal issue is worth it, 
the kind of fiscal deficit it would be creating is worth it. That's fine. But the president refuses to acknowledge that, as do most of Massey's critics, because they're just inherently dishonest. As, well, most mainstream politicians are. He just wants the publicity. He can't stop it. Only delay, which is both dangerous and costly. Workers and small businesses need money now in order to survive. Viruses wasn't their fault. Yeah, it's your fault. It is hell dealing with the Dems. Had to give up some stupid things in order to get the big picture done. 90%. Great. Win back house. But throw Massey out of the Republican Party. So the president is under the delusion, by the way, that people can throw others out of a political party. That's not how this works. That's not how the U.S. works. Um, the fact is, the GOP is no say as to who registers as a Republican. You know, that's why they couldn't even get David Duke out of the Republican Party and mean what, five different times he's ran as a member? But anyway, this attack, by the way, is horribly funny, in my opinion, because, and I wrote an article about this today for Medium, in 2016, Trump got, I think it was 65% of the vote in Massey's district, and that's nothing to laugh at. That is very impressive. He clearly has some influence there. Massey got 71%. Sorry, but the fact is, they like him way more than they like you. And then, by empowering the radical left, Democrats, do-nothing Kentucky politician, Representative Thomas Massey, is making their war on the Second Amendment more and more difficult to win. You, the guy who said, take their guns first, due process second, talked about signing red flag laws, and um, and banned buck fire stocks. No, he was against all of those things. You can't blame him. But don't worry, we will win anyway. He is a disaster for America and for the great state of Kentucky. Uh, and I don't think I see any other tweets from the president on the topic of this. So yeah, it's just sad because what Trump really wants, what bothers him more than anything else, is he wants to be the most popular guy in the block, and we all know that. However. The big, however, nothing bothers him more than people that not only are more popular than him, but are in the same category as him as well. That's why people um, point out all the time he used to be friends with Jeffrey Epstein. The reason he stopped being friends with Jeffrey Epstein was because Epstein outbid him on a property. I'm not joking. And now Massey, look at the Republicans. That he criticizes the most. Justin Amash, more popular in his district than Donald Trump. Mitt Romney got 63% of the vote in the Senate, 73% of the vote um, when he ran for president in 2012 from Utah. Donald Trump could not even break 50. He couldn't. I think it was 22% of Utah voters went for uh, Evan McMullen. They would rather that guy be president than Donald Trump. In fact, I think McMullen's vote count was roughly tied with Hillary Clinton's in the state of Utah. It was about 20% each. Donald got about 40%. So it's not as if it's out of the realm that he's just bitter at these people because that's what it comes down to. He's just angry. Other people dare, and I mean dare, outstage him at his own game. 
doesn't address what Massey's actual issues with the Bills were, because then people would realize he's an outright, he's an outstanding hypocrite. This is the man who promised to eliminate the national debt in eight years. What has he done? He's expanded. You may even have a one trillion dollar deficit by the time his by the time his first term is over, alone by the time his administration is over. Um, and I'm going to see if you want to know just, and I mean just, how ridiculous these attacks are. This one comes from uh, BuzzFeed News. Gave us this headline. This came from a woman named Rosie Gray, who was a reporter in giant quotes for BuzzFeed. A single Republican is forcing hundreds of members to come back to Washington for the coronavirus aid vote. And then who's the guy in the, uh, what's it called, the banner? Representative Massey. Wait a minute. Why are hundreds of representatives leaving Washington during the debate of a stimulus package, especially one as important as um, the current one that's being debated? Yeah, they should be forced to stay in Washington until this is over. It's their jobs. You should, as a legislator, not be allowed to leave Washington. Winning bill like this is being debated until the bill is signed into law. Now, it was signed into law today, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, well, there's not really much to talk about regarding that. It's just what we've been talking about all week. But it was signed into law today, so... but. This idea that Massey is a bad congressman for doing his job, for voting no on a legislation he thinks would harm his constituents, is just absurd. The truth is, these people would rather politics be simple as opposed to actually be effective, because Massey, what he is doing, is actually getting issues out into the light. Trump said it was about publicity, and in truth, it somewhat is. He's actually getting issues like the deficit out of the time where they desperately need to talk about them. Should we be signing a $6 billion aid package into law when we're already $20 trillion in debt? Maybe this is an exception to the general rule that we shouldn't. Why not have that conversation? At the very least, how would this adjust our fiscal situation going forward? We don't want to answer those questions, so we just criticize the people asking them. And let me tell you, it is very, very sad. Anyway, you know, I don't like covering news items about failed politicians or people who were previously in office but aren't anymore, especially if they're not, like, mainstream commentators or something. You know, I'll cover if Rick Santorum says something stupid because he's currently a professional CNN commentator to some extent. Um, I mentioned this because we're going to talk about Hillary Clinton for this story. And I just want to start by saying I normally don't do this, but I feel this is actually a fairly interesting case study in the mind of the average Republican voter. So what happened is Hillary Clinton posted a New York Times article, the U.S. now leads the world in confirmed coronavirus cases. And then she said, he did, he being Donald Trump, promise America first. Okay, you know what? That's probably in bad taste. I'll say that right now. However, there's one aspect that I th- of that story that I think is more important than the rest of it. 
That being the fact that we currently lead the world in see in COVID-19 infections. That is, in my mind, the most important part. Let's see what the average Trumper thinks. This is from um, Charlie Kirk, who, if you don't know, is the founder of Turning Point USA, wrote that book, The MAGA Doctrine, which the president just absolutely loved. And he said on Twitter, I'm going to see if I can find it. Apparently, I can't. There. Okay, here's what he said. Despicable. Hillary Clinton just shared an article about how America has more people infected by the coronavirus than any other country in the world. She says he did promise America first. She blames Trump for this. Yeah, as have every single person who's objectively looked at the scenario. She's mocking American suffering. No, she's mocking the president. Thank God she's not president. Um, so, what did Charlie Kirk notice about that? That being Hillary Clinton made a bad faith joke about the U.S. leading in COVID-19 infection. What should we have been focusing on? Probably the fact that we lead the world in COVID-19 infections. And that's the thing. This right here, this news story, is exactly what we've been talking about all week. The way the average Trump supporter thinks. They find information and their first defense mechanism is find some way it's not Trump's fault. You know, you can blame, and up to now they've been blaming China for the actions of a country that's on the other side of the world. They're now blaming, they're not just telling us that that is objectively true, but that actually we shouldn't do anything about it. Any action is bad faith. We can't blame the person leading the country for the, per for the things that happen within the country. It's just ridiculous. And Charlie Kirk is the worst example of this. Uh, back when Roger Stone was arrested, I think it was earlier this year, it might have been last year, he tweeted something like, oh, so when Roger Stone lies to the FBI, he gets arrested, but when Lisa Page lies to the FBI, nothing happens. So you're admitting Roger Stone lied to the FBI then? And then later he said Trump should pardon Roger Stone, but I thought Roger Stone did lie to the FBI. That's why it's hypocritical for him to be arrested, but not someone else who lied to the FBI. Now, you, otherwise, you're just shouting non sequiturs. Charlie Kirk is such an adult. I mean, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. It's these people who are just trying to find this cult-like figure, and Donald Trump is proudly supplying that. And this news story, where they don't even focus on the information, they always make sure to focus on the liberal outrage. Regarding the information, um, I'm trying to think of if there are any other major. I can't think of any, but I know I've seen tons of these um, where it's just it doesn't matter. First of all, what's going on? It matters that other people are saying bad taste things about it.
It matters that theoretically you can find some way there's a double standard. Theoretically, you can find some way you're the victim. It's a victim mentality. That's what it is. The modern Republican Party is the victim party. It is the party of people who will constantly look for any reason to not blame themselves, to blame everybody else around them. And it is the most pathetic thing I have ever seen. Anyway, we've been talking about um, the Trump administration's response to this all week and how this would be a great time for him to just tone down his kind of nationalist high horse for a little bit. You know, just a little bit, not long, not long, but until, say, we don't need to worry about the possibility of not having enough medicine to take care of a massive pandemic. I mean, as of right now, he did um, make it so a few General Motors factories are now producing respirators. It is good. That is a right step. However, and this is a bigger however, that doesn't excuse all the consistent blockades that he's been doing towards medicine entering the U.S. Again, he's so far banned medicine coming in from China being bought by the federal government. He's had his buddies in Congress try and ban it happening in general. Nobody can purchase it. And I thought this was the right to try president. I thought this was the president who said we had a right to try experimental treatment so we can try homeopathy made in the U.S. before we're allowed to try um, I don't know. Or homeopathy is a bad example because that's been proven to be nonsense. But you know what I mean. Some experimental new age treatment that hasn't been proven yet before you can try um, actual effective proven medicine because it was made in the wrong country. Now let me show you guys what this looks like. This is from Bloomberg. Maker of Purell hand sanitizer denied in request for truck tariff relief. Again, this comes in to us from Bloomberg. With the U.S. now surpassing all other countries in the number of coronavirus cases, well, this person failed to mention Hillary Clinton making an unfunny joke about that fact, so I automatically can't trust them. And health experts estimating the peak may still be weeks away. President Donald Trump's administration is having a harder time defending tariffs on health-related goods imported from China. Yes. Yes, I want that to be destroyed I want this to be the end of all protectionism, the end of all nationalism, and it's going to be amazing afterwards. This is going to be the future. That's especially true for products used in the U.S. response to the pandemic that are in high demand but running short on supply, such as ventilators, surgical masks, and hand sanitizers. Gojo Industries, the inventor and manufacturer of Purell-branded products, builds its hand sanitizer and soap dispensers in the U.S., but a key input that ensures the dispenser's work is made in China and subject to a 25% duty. So most of it's made in the U.S. anyway. Most of it's made domestically. But that small amount of it isn't. And because of how pedantic these tariffs can be, it's shooting up the price for all of us. In a tariff exemption request last year, Akron, Ohio-based Gojo, isn't that also part of the Midwest that Trump claimed to represent? said it's exploring third-country sourcing, but added the that unilaterally moving products would require re reverse engineering of a key chip that's manufactured by a Canadian company in China. 
Such action would violate their intellectual property, and Gojo does not control the ability to move their production to submission reads. The U.S. Trade Representative denied Gojo's re request earlier this month, saying the company failed to show the duties would cause severe economic harm to you or other U.S. interests. So you just dropping dead now is in the U.S. interest. This is the populist president, the one that has the U.S. Trade Representative say that you remaining alive is not in the U.S. interest. My God, nationalism is a death cult. Protectionism is a death cult. Three weeks later, the United States Trade Representative issued exemptions for Apple Watches, of course they get one, and a range of other products that have no apparent link to COVID-19. The USTR didn't respond when asked if Gojo's denial would be reassessed as part of the new exclusive process to identify more products needed to treat the virus or limit its outbreak. So, basically, this company manufactures almost entirely domestically and makes a health product many Americans need in a time of a pandemic. And they are subject to these tariffs. They ask for an exemption because it's a pandemic. And they're running short on supplies. And, they, and the United States Trade Representative said that them being able to sell more products is not in their economic interest. And for that matter, us remaining alive and healthy is not in our economic interest. Or our national interest, sorry. This administration is psychopathic. It is sacrificing our well-being on this hill of nationalism. Because at the end of the day, nationalism is best described as a death cult. Extreme forms of nationalism, like the one the president has been doing time and time again, is a death cult. And I, in a fair world, this administration will be put on trial for treason. That's not going to happen because this world is not fair. It is a world where millions of people follow this cult, including whelp to their death. Anyway, one more Trump-related story tonight. Uh, this is from his Twitter account. Just finished a very good conversation with President Xi of China. Wouldn't it be President Jinping? Why not just use his full name? And it's a tweet, so he may, so he probably has, like, couldn't fit it. Discussed in great detail the coronavirus that is ravaging large parts of our planet. China has been through much and has evolved a strong understanding, or developed, a strong understanding of the virus. We are working closely together. Much respect. One hour after that tweet was posted, Josh Holly was caught crying outside the Capitol building. 
<laughs> this is... And I'm going to be honest, I find this funny because of who it's affecting. It probably is a bit of a serious thing, but I, I don't care. You were talking earlier about how Trump wants to sort of examine dominance over the entire GOP. This is him doing it with, like, the Senator Holly, Representative Gatiz, isolationist wing of the Republican Party. This is the same week Senator Holly introduced legislation to hold Beijing accountable, whatever that actually means. And now, he's because those people are nothing. They are nothing without the president. That's why they vote with the president almost all the time compared to someone like Romney or someone like Macy's or someone like Amash or someone like Paul. Uh, but no, this is the president asserting his dominance over the isolationist wing and saying, I'm not going to let you control me either. And it is absolutely amazing seeing all of the isolationists who want us to just not have any trade policies, absolutely losing it. Because this is what I was calling for, a response from the entire international community to get a pandemic under control. It makes the most sense. Um, this is, however, exactly what the globalists have been calling for, which Trump has derived, and it is amazing. Donald Trump, you have taken the globalist pill. Let's hope you stay for just a little bit longer. Hey, also, can you stop denying uh, tariff relief to hand sanitizer companies? Don't think they're taking that many jobs. Anyway, I thought I could find one more thing to talk about, but I really can't, and I'm kind of tired at the moment, and I just want to get on with my weekend, so. Yeah, I'm just ending it here. Why not at this point? I suck at planning. Sorry. I'm Ephraim, and good night.